Welcome to the Puma Podcast. I'm Puma. And I'm Tori. And on the Puma Podcast, we talk about everything about Jesus, life, and uh, everything in between. Yes. And just happy that you are tuning in. Hopefully yeah. today can be an encouragement to you. And really just, we really want to make Jesus mm. um, seem amazing and glorious and, you yeah. know, life, the life that he's given us and how to how to live it. So this is what we're about. Yeah. And uh yeah, Tori, I'll let you go ahead and tell what we're talking about today. Yeah, so we're in the middle of our like love, dating, and relationship series, and it's kind of stemmed from a project I had uh, about a survey I took on Christian millennials or just millennials that grew up in the church. Most of them are Christian. Uh, I think we had like ninety over ninety five percent of them who took a survey claimed to be some type of you know denomination in the evangelical realm. But that being said. Wow, I have 183 pages of uh, research, and it seems there's a lot of confusion and also anger and hurt with the whole idea of uh, relationships and what God thinks about them as Christians, how do we relate to each other. You know, honestly, that's really interesting. I, you know, as you're just saying that and just thinking about that, because mm-hmm. we only are passionate about things that are important. Mm. You know, when do we get really angry um, or you know, vent about things that we don't care about. That's true. Right? I mean, if I don't care about it, it's like, oh, I yawn, I move on. But this topic Mm. really has sparked a lot of responses and a lot of emotions, which highlights, I think, why, you know, this this subject is so important. We Everybody, I think, would recognize that this, Mm. you know, relationships are super, super important. And so, yeah, glad we get to talk about it. It's a great point. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't bicker about things you don't care about. Yeah, if I I don't get mad or cry or get angry about things that, you know, I mean, honestly, uh, crocheting. I don't think I've shed a tear <laughs> over that. So, yeah. um, but the uh, Cubs when they lost, yeah, I I can get a little upset about that. Right. So. No, that's a great point. Yeah. So for for this last week, we talked about um, some examples. I, I quoted some of the people in this survey and their thoughts on the term "guarding your heart." wasn't super uh, popular, but it came with some really hurt feelings, and so there's some sensitivities there. But the overall idea I think that we came to is that, yes, guarding your heart is important, and, and we are important because God cares about our hearts. And, and if God cares about our hearts, then we should too. And God has an active role. We do think the Bible says clearly that God cares about us. And kind of like you just mentioned, like we care about things that are important to us. And if God thinks we're important to him, then he cares about us mm. and our relationships. So question 22 in my survey, uh, it basically was like a, a, a chart, a, a kind of a, a graph. And the question was, you know, who do you think is more responsible for leading somebody on, relationally or emotionally? And uh, there's like five, five questions or five, I guess, checks you can put in this um, kind of bar chart. And so out of 150 Christian millennials, religious millennials that grew up in the church, 8% said they thought, that the man is more responsible for leading somebody on. 4% said it was women. 52% of those surveyed said both are equally responsible. 22% said neither are responsible. Each person is responsible for themselves, not for someone else. We touched on that a little bit. The last one was 10%, the person who started it, who initiated first, they are more responsible. And that's interesting to me. You know, I there was a, a swapper comment and, and one a person uh, well, lady, she, she emailed me personally, but she said this phrase based on this question, you know, who's more responsible. 
This phrase is often used to shame women for existing in the presence of men. People of either gender, though, need to learn to accept communication for what it is and not build imaginary scenarios in their mind. I was thinking about that, and she emailed me, and I talked to her a little bit, um, but she was really hurt, and I, f- I feel bad. I feel bad for her because she has had a lot of trauma um, and, and a lot of bad experiences, and there have been some very cruel people, uh, men, in her life. And so, yeah, it's, just, it's so interesting to me that even with this question, you know, 52% say they're both equally responsible. You know, and this kind of goes to gender roles, and that, that kind of can be a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother topic. Uh, but in this podcast, I want to talk about responsibility. I want to talk about, as Christian, men and women, you know, what does the Bible have to say about who is responsible? I asked another question in the survey, and also this is a, a pie chart. And the question was, should a person be responsible for accidentally, so accidentally misleading somebody's heart? You know, if you're unintentionally playing with their emotions, are you responsible and oh my goodness, I I got so many responses. Um, you know, it was a pie chart, but I, so the pie chart, I'll just say briefly, you know, 29.3% of all of these millennials surveyed said, yes, you know, you, a person is responsible even if you accidentally mislead someone on. But the opposite is true. 293 the same amount, said no, you're not responsible. And the rest said, landed somewhere, not sure, it depends, they're not you know, it's too nuanced. So we're pretty split. I mean, we kind of have like a third in each camp saying one, yes, you're responsible. A third, no, you're not responsible. And, you know, more than a third say it just depends. And I'm not sure. Hmm. So let's talk about that. A lot of people said, yes, you know, you are not responsible if it's unintentional. And almost everybody, except for one person, almost everybody agreed. If you're intentionally misleading somebody, then that's wrong. I mean, that's just, that's just mean, that's just manipulative. But I would say the majority um, even in reading the, the comments here, the majority, they don't think they're responsible if you're unintentionally doing it. If you're unintentionally, you know, living in a way, making somebody like you or catch feelings for you, it's not your fault. That's on them. So what does the Bible say about that? What are your thoughts? Boomer? Well, every time you said the word responsible, my ears started to burn, catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. Responsibility, what is that? Oh, for millennials? <laughs> Well, for anybody, we live in a culture that says that we no longer have to be responsible for anything that we do say. Hmm. Or, I mean, that, that, is the, that is the spirit of the age. If I can do whatever I want, when I want, with whoever I want, hmm. and not have any consequences to that, hmm. yeah. sign me up for that. I mean, my sinful heart, that's what I want. I, I want to live life, my own autonomous, independent self, free of responsibility, and free, so being free of responsibility means I'm I'm no longer accountable, and I no longer have to deal with the consequences of that. Mm, you know, yeah. I I uh, was driving one time and uh, got a speeding ticket, and uh, the officer pulls me over, says, "Did you know you were speeding?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> if I, I mean, if I did, I, I wouldn't I, have done. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, "Oh, well, since you didn't know you didn't intend to speed, then I'll let you go." Is that what he said? No, he gave me a ticket. Mm. Right. I mean, he gave me a ticket just because I was not aware of the speed limit didn't mean I was not guilty of breaking the law. Mm. And so when we talk about unintentional, we're assuming that we are um, free of wrongdoing or free of guilt. So uh, the the Bible talks about this in different places, especially in the Old Testament and uh, Leviticus um, and in Numbers talks about this as well. But there were 
You know, like when, when God gave the law, one of the things it says, like Leviticus 5.17, if a person sins and does what is forbidden in any of the Lord's commands, even though he doesn't know it, mm. he is guilty and will be held responsible. Wow. See, we mm. are responsible to God, primarily responsible to God. And so what we do matters, and what we do has consequences because God's given this, us this life He's given us the ability to make choices and make decisions. Mm. You know, we make decisions about who we're going to hang out with. We make decisions about how we're going to spend our time and our money. And we are accountable to those decisions. Mm. Even if the world says you don't have to have consequences, that doesn't mean that we don't have consequences with God. That's mm, true. And so life is, life is about the choices that we make and the consequences that come from those. And so like you're first question there, like who is responsible? Um, I, I, I actually don't like the question. Well, I mean, it, I mean, you put the question down. I'm going to get an email. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to email. What's that email again? The Puba podcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I understand the question. I get the question, mm-hmm. but the, I mean the question out there, but the question I need to ask myself or the statement I need to say itself is that I am responsible. End of sentence. You're responsible for you and the other person? Um, I am responsible for what I do, what I say, how I spend my time. I am responsible. And so if I, if I do something, even unintentionally, and it has a, a fallout with someone else, right? so I, or, or it could be anything, right? I, I did not know that the IRS changed the you know, hmm. the, the, the rules. And so I filled out my form like I always do when I did my taxes. I'm still responsible. Hmm. I'm still accountable. See, we live in a, a world that says that I don't have to take responsibility for what I do. I am responsible for everything that I do and the consequences of it. Now, it does not necessarily mean that what I did was wrong. Jesus, when he walked this earth, he walked with intention and purpose and the underlying motivation for everything he did was a love for the Father and a love for people. Mm. So he did things, like in, in John 2, at the be- right near the beginning of his ministry, like that first Passover, he goes in the temple, makes a whip, mm. and, and goes in there, and he, he does something very, <laughs> um, very specific, <laughs> very intentional, and it yeah. ruffled a lot of feathers. Hmm. And they said, by what authority are you doing this? Um, disciples came to him several times and said, don't you know that, you know, the religious leaders, you know, you kind of made them mad when you did that. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I know. I, I mean, it, it's not that what Jesus did was wrong, but there are consequences to his actions. Hmm. The religious leaders really got ticked off. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was willing to live with those consequences. In other words, what we want, we want to live in a world where I can make choices, be free of the consequences. So I'm not accountable for the fallout of anything that I do, especially if I convince myself that it was unintentional or that if I convince myself my motives are pure, then I shouldn't have to deal with any negative consequences that come from that. Mm-hmm. What were the consequences of Jesus' life and the cadence that he walked this earth? The consequences were the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was willing to suffer those consequences because it was right and it was true, but it was painful and hard. So this idea that we can live and make choices free of 
consequences, whether intentional or unintentional, the bottom line is I am responsible for what I do and why I do it. And kind of going back to the heart is being responsible for the motivations of my heart. And we don't always really know or in touch with what my motivations really are in my heart. I need to take responsibility that I have a sinful, deceiving heart, that I can even convince myself that things that I think I'm doing righteously or quote-unquote good can have very negative and even sinful and harmful consequences because my sinful heart really knows no bounds. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I um, There's a book uh, called The Principle of the Path, and um, I know Andy Stanley gets uh, some, some criticism and some flack. I remember reading that in college, and the big idea, which I really, really appreciated, was intention does not equal destination. Your direction does. It's not what you intend to do. It's what you actually do. Um, and kind of like if I want to go to Canada, but I drive south, I'll end up in Mexico. But even if I have intentions to go to Canada, it's the direction I'm in, not my intention. Right. Well, see, that that assumes, that's a good point. That assumes that uh, my intentions are as pure as the mm-hmm. wind-driven snow, right? My, my, <laughs> my intentions yeah. are always good. If I think it, therefore it must be good. Again, it's an elevated view of ourselves in in that we are not as tainted by sin as sometimes we want to think we are. Mm -hmm. So just because I have an intention doesn't even mean my intention is right. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. So I I hear what you're saying, and the scripture you use was super spot on about, you know, unintentionally sinning. We are responsible. So here's my question with that. If I am responsible for me, my intentions, my direction, where I, what I actually do, not just what I want to do. If I'm responsible for me and I open the door for a girl trying to be a nice gentleman because my intentions are really pure, I want to be a good gentleman. And that girl is like, oh, wow, Tori opened the door for me. Like, he must be into me or whatever. And I unintentionally make, make her like me. Am I, Tori, responsible for that girl's reaction? I think the heart of it is, you know, yeah, we might be responsible for, you know, ourselves, but are we responsible for the other people when we are really unintentionally just trying to be nice to them and not trying to mislead them? Right. So we are not in control of other people. Mm-hmm. And every person is responsible for themselves before God. So you have Paul writing to the Corinthian church, for instance, and they uh, came out of a culture where they were you know, worshiping idols, and part of that worship involved food and animal sacrifices. And now Paul says, hey, meat is meat, right? Meat, meat is meat. Let's just, you know, it's just meat. All these gods, quote-unquote gods, they're not real gods, so there's really nothing to it. But mm. those coming out of that culture really had a conscience that really was stuck, that they couldn't, because of their experience, they had a hard time disconnecting the sacrifice to the idols that they used to worship in the meat that was being sold now and, and used for food. So, you know, if Paul went and sat down with somebody and he didn't know, right, he didn't know that, you know, this meat was sacrificed to idols and sits down, he brings it down, they slop it down, they start eating. But the people that he's eating with really have a hard time. And they're like, oh, I just can't can't do this. Paul says, fine, I just won't eat, won't eat meat. In other words, mm-hmm. I am always responsible for me. I can't control Mm -hmm. what other people do and how they do it. But when I find out that something that I am doing, something that I say, something that I, that, you know, maybe I have 
a clear conscience with something, but I know that it's not going to be helpful for somebody else, then I will deny myself that. In other words, the motivation is always love. Am I seeking to love the other person wherever they are at with whatever sensitivities that they have? When I find out where where they're at, if I do something and find out, then I, I own mm. that and I take responsibility for it. I seek how can I love them mm. in that, mm. not blame them for that. Paul didn't say, wow, you guys are so crappy Christians because That's you still true, think yeah. that you still think that those idols and meat, you know, no, he's like, how can I love you? How can I come alongside you and love you since mm-hmm. you have this reaction mm-hmm. and to, and to live in such a way. And Paul goes so far as to say, I'll never eat bacon ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. You know, if that's what it takes to love you. Mm-hmm. And so again, what's the motivation of my heart is the motivation of my heart to love myself or is the motivation of my heart to love mm-hmm. others because of the love that Jesus has for me? As John mm-hmm. says in First John, we love because he first loved us. Again, it goes back to my understanding of who God is, who I am in Christ, mm-hmm. and allow that heart motivation to recreate my heart, to take responsibility and accountability mm-hmm. for my actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I know that you mentioned Paul and the whole meet, right? First Corinthians 10, where, you know, Paul's like, yeah, if, if it causes your friend, you know, it's not wrong to eat the meat sacrificed to idols, but if it causes him or her to sin, then out of love for your brother, like you said, the love, pure motivation, then don't do it. Even though you have the freedom, love trumps liberty. And uh, I think that's a really good point. And then Romans, I think Romans 14 about the weaker brother. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have right. a brother in Christ who just is not as mature and, and weaker, just because they are weaker does not mean you're off the hook. And I think in some way I see that a little bit here too, right? So like if I, again, if I know that a girl might like me out of love for her, I don't want to do things that could miscommunicate. Now you're right. I can't, I'm not responsible for her actions, but I am responsible for what I communicate. And, and, and if I'm not trying to love her, then maybe it's just right. plain lazy. Yeah. I, I'm responsible for how I respond. Mm. You know, I'm responsible for my responses. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul writes in Galatians uh, 6 that we are to bear with one another and bear mm. each other's burdens. And, you know, wherever someone is at, you know, do I desire to come alongside? And see, this is, this is why it, we talk about accountability and responsibility. You know, the, again, it comes back to, to love, the love motivation, which comes back to the heart. What is the orientation mm-hmm. of my heart? Mm-hmm. Is my heart self-seeking? Is it, um, am I going to First Corinthians 13, is it, am I easily angered? Do I keep a record of wrongs? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I rude? Do I rejoice in the truth? I mean, these are the practicalness of, of love. Mm-hmm. And the, Paul writes in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, you know, is, is this promoting joy and peace? Am I, am I being patient with somebody? Mm-hmm. In other words, we, we, we always place these expectations on other people. And so part of, you know, this whole situation too is, yeah, I, I want to be in, in relationship with someone and I, you know, friendships and whatnot. And I do things and say things sometimes that hurt or offend, maybe not intending to hurt and offend, mm-hmm. but you know, am I going to take responsibility and am I going to seek to love them? in that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and be responsible for my responses yeah there was a i'm assuming a girl in the in the survey and she had such a great response to this question about responsibility you know she even compared it to modesty she's like you know i i could you know just say hey you know guys i'm gonna wear what i want to wear and you guard your own eyes and you know if you stumble over me that's your problem 
And she goes, I'm not responsible for their sin, but I am responsible for what I choose to do, knowing that they are weak here. And um, I thought it was just such a, a beautifully, she said it way better, more eloquent mm-hmm. than I did. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's like, I'm not causing them to sin, but I'm not going to dress provocatively because I care about my brother in Christ. Um, the same is true of alcohol, right? I mean, if, if you're an alcoholic and I can drink beer, I have the freedom to do that, you know, not get drunk, but to drink, knowing that that's a struggle for you, it would not be loving for right. me to do that. And so, yeah, I think to some of the, so a large degree, some of the comments in the survey, um, it does depend, but it, I think the dependency isn't so much situational as it is our, our intentionality and what we communicate. And, and love really does trump liberty. It's a book I'm going to write one day. <laughs> but love, love really does trump it. Um, it, it. It is more powerful than our freedoms. And even when Paul says everything is permissible but not beneficial, I think that's more geared toward our own, you know, what we choose to do. But I do think in our choice, our choices communicate. And we are responsible for that communication. Yeah. And again, the motivation, what, what's my motivation for what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Is it really to love the other person? And, and we love the other person because we love Jesus. And so yeah. then it comes back again to relationship with Jesus. So, yeah, it's a, I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about um, when it comes to responsibility and accountability. Because it's not just relationships. It's also with time, mm-hmm. right? We could, I mean, yeah. I mean, these principles cover all of life. So when we talk about guarding the heart, I think this spawned out of the question, you know, what does it mean to guard your heart? Mm-hmm. I need to guard my heart when it comes to my use of time. Hmm. I am a huge waster of time and not using it in a way that's redeemable or beneficial. You know, I can get hmm. super lazy. I have a lazy heart or a, a gluttonous heart or whatever. And so if we could do it with time, we could do it with, with our possessions. We could do a whole podcast just on the use of possession. How, what's the point of, of the things that I have? Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Is it mine or is it God's and on loan to me? You know, am, am I a steward of the things that I have? Um, we could go on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh yeah. There's a lot of rabbit trails, a lot of rabbit holes we can go down. <laughs> it does. You're right. There's a bigger picture behind just relationships and, and being a good steward of our heart, of our communication, <laughs> of our love. It is easy to be selfish. It really is easy to get self-focused and to, uh, shift blame responsibility on other people. And I think, and, and I'm not, you know, discounting anybody that disagrees with me in the survey personally. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Puma. I think that we are so quick to justify our actions and push the blame and responsibility on other people that it becomes very easy for us to assume no responsibility. And I think that's, that's lazy. I think that's wrong. And I think for, for godly, uh, millennials who want to rise above to be above reproach, not just in our, you know, yeah, sexuality, but above reproach, even in our communication. I don't want to, I'm not, I, again, if it's intentional, right. I, I wasn't aware, but it, but wisdom is not foolish, right. And God and Proverbs see that foolishness and wisdom are kind of compared to the, the sinner and the righteous. I mean, there's a correlation to being wise and I never want to be foolish, especially when it comes to hurting my brother or sister in Christ. Um, so yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing the verses. Any other closing thoughts? Yeah, just, you know, our, our sinful heart, we talk about the heart, sinful heart desires to protect ourselves in our sin all the time. 
And so one of those mechanisms for protecting ourselves is blame shifting. Mm. And it started right back in the garden in Genesis chapter three. God comes to Adam says, what's going on? He goes, well, the woman, right. The first relation, (laughs) the woman you you gave me, she gave me an apple. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Way to take responsibility, Adam. Right. Yeah. The first human relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The first real big choice that they had. Mm. And when, the consequences of the first choice, and it was a wrong, sinful choice, you know, go wrong. What does the sinful heart want to do? Not take responsibility, but shift the blame to somebody else. And mm-hmm. this is so easy to do. And we can get so subtle in that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, shift the blame or maybe take partial blame, but I'm going to give some blame to others. So I, I minimize, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of blame that I'm going to, you know, incur. So, right. and, and so that's just, Again, that is just where our sinful hearts naturally go. So we need to guard ourselves from that. We need to recognize that and say, hey, you know, I'm responsible. Hmm. And honestly, isn't that where we want to be? We want to be taken seriously. We want to be mm-hmm. mature. Mm-hmm. So be, res- you know, be responsible. This is, this is um, really part of how God designed us and made us. And being, responsibi- being responsible is a beautiful thing. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a good word. And, and guys, thank you so much also for just for following us and listening and tuning in. Um, just appreciate your guys' uh, input. And even for, for the emails and stuff we've received, just thank you guys for being uh, a great a great crowd. And uh, and yeah, so and join us as we seek to guard our hearts. And really, honestly, it's not even to guard. It's to honor God with our hearts. We want to be people that honor God with our thoughts, with our actions, and in our intentions. Mm. So thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to our email. It's thepumapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to touch base with you guys, hear your questions, and just connect. Uh, so, yeah, just thanks for, for joining in. And share this with your friends. If you have a friend that maybe, you know, um, has some questions, and, and not that we have all the answers, but God does, and, and Scripture goes a lot farther than our good ideas. So, yeah, if, if you think this would be helpful, feel free to, to share this with your friends and family. And, yeah, tune in next week, and we'll continue this whole series. See you guys. Yep, bye-bye. Bye.